0: Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that as you listen, you will be encouraged in your journey and that your relationship with Father God will be strengthened and deepened. Here's this week's message from Pastor Brenton. Hello. Good morning, everyone. So good to, yeah, see you, meet with you all. Summer's coming to an end, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry. And an wow, okay, you're just gonna boo me <laughs> off the stage. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, fall has a lot of exciting things, so that's good too. And uh, we've, we've wrapped up our, our one series here at church, the I Am series, and we're going to be heading into a new a series on First Corinthians shortly. Um, today I just have, yeah, just a, a word as a stopgap in between that, but uh, yeah, let's, let's pray that God would, would just continue to, to meet us here and, and speak to us. Yeah, God, we thank, you for, we thank you for family, thank you for church, that we can meet together and, and worship you, um, and that you're here, you inhabit our praises, and, and yeah, God, we want to just continue to have a heart of, of worship towards you as we, as we hear your word, may you speak uh, through me, go beyond my words, God, and yeah, and speak to your children here today, and I thank you that you are going to do that, amen how many of you went on some lovely summer hikes this summer? A few of you? Nice. I, I love hiking. How many of you love hiking? Love hiking? I love hiking. Um, but um, my wife will probably tell you this, I'm not, I'm not very good at it. Because uh, on a hike, you're supposed to look at all of the, the nice scenery, right? Like Obviously you're talking to the person you're probably hiking with, but the other point is just like look around, look at the birds and the trees. But I don't know how to do that and and not trip. Um, I just don't really, I also have very delicate weak ankles and I can twist them on anything. I, I'm trying to work on this, my balance. I've seen someone that's helped me with this, but I just can twist my ankles literally on anything. I love basketball, but I just twist my ankles in five minutes and I'm off the court. Um, and, and so walks, it, it, it's, they're fun, but you, you've gotta look where you're going and there's roots on the ground, there's, there's rocks, and it, it can be this, this challenging thing. Um, to to watch your steps. And and today I want to talk about that. I want to talk about examining our steps. Uh, In Ephesians, it talks about this. And I I think this, we're going to look at Ephesians 5, um, 15 to, actually, we'll probably go to verse 20 at some point. But it says this about walking. It says, look carefully, then, how you walk. Good advice. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best Use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and don't get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. So, we're going to look at three ways in which we're called to, to walk from this passage. And the first way that uh, Paul is telling the church of Ephesus to walk is walk carefully. And that word carefully talks about taking an examination. Right, we're, we're not just, as, as we walk in life and we, as we make decisions and as we take steps, we're not to do that by accident, we're not to do that flippantly, we're to do that purposefully and, and, and carefully examining where we're going, where, that, where that's taking us and walking as wise, not as unwise, to be careful. Uh, this passage talks about not getting drunk with wine um, because it leads to debauchery. Debauchery is carelessness, right? And, and this is why... Uh, This is why being drunk is not something we want to do. We want to take careful, deliberate steps. When you're drunk, literally, you know, the police tell you, walk in a straight line. You're not able to physically um, control yourself, but also you might make stupid decisions. You might, you'll take careless steps in your life, right? And so this is... Really the opposite of the goal of, uh, of the Christian. It's, the goal of the Christian is to honor God and to step carefully. And, and so this is why we want a sober mind. We want a diligent mind so that we can examine the steps we take. So that we can follow the path that God has for us in a way that's wise. We want to stay on the path. And, and, if, we, and if we fall off the path, we, we want to examine and, and get back on the path. Uh, One hike that me and Val took, it was in Alberta. It was kind of a mountainous hike. Maybe I'll make it sound like we climbed. Yeah, we climbed a mountain. Yeah, we we climbed a mountain. And um, it wasn't really climbing a mountain because there was just this path that you were supposed to just take up. But at some uh, some point, we were like, you know what, actually, we can just blow our own path and, and just go straight. Like, the path was winding. We could just, like, book it straight down and we'll make it faster. At some point, all of a sudden, we were... We were climbing down like rocks it was getting quite steep and I'm realizing we 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 stopped the hike and we were like where are we what like we are we were in this we found ourselves in this dangerous place and part of me is like this is cool this is awesome the other part of me is like I don't want my wife to die so we took a look around and we said we're off the path we're in this dangerous spot we need to find our way back to where we're supposed to be and, and it's wisdom, as a believer, it's wisdom that will keep us on this path and help us to discern and examine the steps we take, because we never want to find ourselves one step away from destruction, right? If you look at ruining a marriage, I, I don't believe it happens in one step, but it can start with one step and another step. Unex- and, and if those steps are unexamined, and all of a sudden you, you stray from the path you're supposed to be on that God has for you, find yourself in this dangerous place. And that's not what God wants us to do. He wants to ha- us to have wisdom so that we can discern the way. This is what it says in Proverbs 14. The wisdom of the prudent is to discern his, path, his way or his path or his journey. But the folly of the fools is deceiving. And so the, the fools, they're, they're deceived, right? They're, they're obviously just taking the path that they think is right, but, the, but they're not seeing it accurately. And so the, what, the, what the wise do is they're able to accurately discern the path. The message says it this way, I like it. The wisdom of the wise keeps life on track. The foolishness of the fools lands them in a ditch. So this is why Paul's talking, uh, telling the church of Ephesus Don't be foolish, right? It's good advice. Remember that (laughs) when you walk out of here. Don't be foolish. Understand what the will of the Lord is. And when you have that wisdom to understand what the will of the Lord is, it will keep you on this path. It will help you to stay on track. The only potential problem is fools often think they're right. Am I right? (laughs) This is what Proverbs says too. The way of the fool is right in his own eyes. Have you ever been that fool? I've been that fool in my life. (laughs) Some people were humble enough to raise their hands. Bless you. That's humility. That's great. Um, Another hike me and Val took, I was quite foolish um, because it, it was a long hike, it was a pretty strenuous hike, but uh, we were on a, a, a trip, and it was on the island of Santorini. So I googled what, what to do on this island, and everyone was pointing me to this hike. you got to do this hike. you got to do this hike. So I'm like, we have to do this hike. We just have to. Um, the only thing was, we, well, we, we ended up taking like a, a red, red line flight probably at 2 a.m., landing there, and, and then uh, we're pretty much hiking. It's uh, like, the hike's lasting hours long, so we're hiking during the, the heat of the day, and uh, Valerie's wearing sandals, but I had a one-track mind. We're, we're going on this hike, we're going on this hike, we're going on this hike. I actually looked, I, I went back on my phone and I, I looked back at the hike, <laughs> and it's so funny. I'm like, guys, we're gonna walk from here till here, and then Valerie says, yeah, we're stupid. <laughs> She knew it wasn't a good idea. She warned me that it wasn't a good idea. I, I didn't care. I, I was totally oblivious to that. We weren't well equipped, but I was right. Although I wasn't. I was a fool, right? And this is where we need to be careful that we're not foolish because the, the, the way the fool is right in his own eyes, but a person who listens to advice is wise. Proverbs 3 verse 7 says, don't be wise in your own eyes. And the beautiful thing in life is that it, it, if you wanna be wise, just don't think you know it all. And, 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 and talk to other people that have gone ahead of you. I did two minutes of research on this hike this weekend. Uh, a little too late, but this is, what, this is what I read about the hike that we did. We are regular hikers and walkers and we're challenged by the elevation changes, the heat, and the unstable ground and spots would definitely recommend real hiking boots and shoes and not running or casual tennis shoes or sandals. Yeah, Val was doing it in sandals. If we weren't well equipped, we should not have done this hike. It was very easy for me to do that research. Two minutes it took, but, but I, had a, I was right. I had a one-track mind and, and, I, and I didn't take the advice of Val. I didn't take the advice of other people. And in life, we need to to value wisdom. We need to value wisdom. We need to value the advice of other people and value value wisdom of people that have gone ahead of us, right? There are people that have gone ahead of us that we can talk to. Last week, Claude talked about grabbing a a couple that has been married for a century and asking them, "How, how did you do it? How did you stay on on the path that God has for you? What were the challenges that that you did? And the beautiful thing is that, how many of you have lived perfectly wise your whole life? No one? Okay. Well, here's the thing, you can, the mistakes you've made, you can actually warn other people and say, hey, you know, if you guys take this hike in Santorini, talk to me first, I'll tell you everything not to do, and why. And then, and then you can avoid those mistakes, right? But we, we live in a North American culture where we don't, we don't often honor the elderly. Uh, youth is idolized, right? Just be young and cool. But we don't often, those that have walked ahead of us and the lessons that they've learned, uh, we live pretty prideful. And, and when, we're, when we're prideful um, and we think we're right, you're probably a fool, Right? And this is what we don't want to be. It says in Proverbs 11, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. Be humble enough to know, man, I don't have it all figured out. I, I want to talk to someone who's gone ahead of me. Someone who's wise. And this is what Proverbs says over and over and over and over again. In Proverbs 11:14, it says, without guidance, people fall um, but with many counselors, there is deliverance. The message says, without good direction, people lose their way. The more wise counsel you follow, the better your chances. Proverbs 13, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. So it's pretty, it's pretty simple, Right, don't, don't assume that you're wise. Don't see yourself as wise in your own eyes. And God put us in, in a body so that we can learn from each other. You don't have to navigate the track and the path by yourself. You have the Holy Spirit, and then in addition to that, we are called to glean on each other. And I need your wisdom, and you need my wisdom? I don't know, but I think, I think both things are true in the church as a whole. And for you as a whole, people need to hear the things that God has taught you and the wisdom that he's instilled in your life. And I encourage you, find someone younger or your age or whatever to instill that wisdom in them, but then also come with a humble heart to learn. And you can learn from someone younger than you too. Have you ever done that? I've sat at coffees with people and and they're in love with God and I'm like, wow, I'm so encouraged, I'm so blessed right? Maybe part of you is like, oh, I'm older, I'm the one that knows more. No, humble yourself, right, to learn from each other. This is, this is why God put us in a body, so that, that we can help each other discern the path that he has. Proverbs talks a lot about listening to to be wise. Proverbs nineteen twenty: listen to advice and accept instruction, and in the end, you will be wise. Proverbs 15, he who listens to a life-giving rebuke will be at home among the wise. How many of you love receiving life-giving rebukes? (laughs) I don't. You know what I do when someone rebukes me immediately? I do this. I'm, I'm there to defend myself. I'm like, how dare you come against me? And my wisdom, I'm right and you're wrong. That's, that's my pride and my flesh acting up. I have to realize, oh wait, this is actually a life-giving rebuke. And there's a very good chance, Brenton, that you could be wrong, <laughs> right? And now I realize when, when people give me those, wow, what a blessing. What, what a blessing for them to, to steer me back on course. And, and Brenton, you better be humble enough to listen to them because you surely don't know it all. And this is why Proverbs says this, because when, when we're wise in our own eyes, we can be tricked into the path that we can get off track. But when we're in community, gleaning off the wisdom of the Holy Spirit and each other, we are able to stay the course. And so I, I encourage you to walk carefully and examine your steps. And don't do that as a lone ranger. God didn't put you, he, you're not hiking alone. You're hiking with him, and you're hiking with each other. Amen? Amen. So, so again, I, like Claude mentioned that last week, grab a couple that's older, grab someone that's older and say, hey, I want to go for coffee with you. Like, let's do that, guys. Let's actually do that. Um, and so I'm going to encourage you to do that again. The next way that this pa- passage in Ephesians talks about walking is to walk purposely and, and make every step count says this, look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. How many of you make the best use of your time? Oh, no one, okay. <laughs> During the first service, actually, I have my, my iPhone timing me so that I'm not just talking for three hours. But I got that little pop-up from Apple. You have been on your phone for this long this week. Actually, this, this, this week it was pretty good. But some weeks you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> what, am I, what am I doing with my time? Right? We, we manage our money pretty well. Because we want to be able to pay the bills. Right? Some of you budget your money. But we, we often we don't think about budgeting time. We just spend it. We don't really. We're not really that concerned. Imagine if we. Imagine if we. Uh, if, if you budgeted your money like you budget your time. (laughs) How would your life look? Would that be pretty silly? Or are, are we giving thought to where we're really investing our time? Money is this thing that we can make, but time is limited. And so Paul says, make the best use of your time. In 1 Corinthians, this is what Paul tells the church of Corinth, don't you realize that in in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize, so run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that's going to fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. Like, guys, we're in a race. We're we're here. We're not just this, this hike that we're on. We're not just doing it for no point. It's not just a walk in a park where we're set here. We have a path that's marked out for us, it says in Hebrews, and we're here on a mission, amen? And Paul got that. Paul understood, I'm on a mission, and I don't have tons of time. And so he says, like an athlete trains, I do the same thing, because I have an eternal prize I'm going for. And then Paul says, so I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing, And I encourage you, run this race with purpose. We have a limited time that we've been given. And and if you look at Ephesians 5.16 where it says, Making the best use of the time because the days are evil. What what making the best use literally means is to, it comes from the language of the marketplace to, to buy up or to redeem. It's buying up or redeeming the time, and that word time talks about this this opportunity, this limited opportunity that we've been given because the days are evil. And you have a limited opportunity in this this evil world to make a difference for the kingdom of God, right? We have a limited opportunity, and there's opportunities everywhere, amen? Jesus said, and, and it's, it's, it's a passage that, if you think about it's it sad. The harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. And he told his disciples, guys, open your eyes. Open your eyes. Like the harvest, is, is, it's now. It, it's right before you. It's here. Who are going to be the people that are, that are actually going to take up the plow and say, God, I, I, use me, send me. I, I, I want to go. And if you look in our community, there are opportunities everywhere, and we have this limited window. The other day, I was, I was praying, God, use me. I, I wanna, you know, I, I wanna be used by you, and I, I see this person who I know, I, I know a bit about their life enough to know they're, they're in a hard place, they're struggling, and, and I have no idea when I'm gonna see them again. And so I prayed that earlier, I'm seeing them now, my heart's beating, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to collect myself, I'm gonna do this other thing, and I'm gonna come back, and I'm gonna pray for them. And I come back to pray for them, and they're gone. I missed the opportunity there. And it still, it still sits with me, but there are more opportunities out there, right? I'm his masterpiece, created, um, created to do his good works that he's prepared for me to do. I wanna be prepared to do them, amen? There are more opportunities that are coming in this community too. We, um, we're now just, uh, we, we've been working on continuing to develop, um, it used to be called Care Portal, it's now called Care Collab because we're doing it a little differently. But it's partnering with, with agencies in our, our local area, agencies partnering with churches so that we can help people in need. When we, when we look at the days are evil right now, there's a situation where a family's just been through an, just evil, and 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 they're they're arriving in this community with with nothing, nothing but clothes, and and so we're we we have this opportunity to serve them. Um, if you want to be involved with Care Collab, please sign up right now. Go to gmchurch.ca, click the signups tab, Care Collab's right there. But there are endless opportunities to serve in this community. Um, and to step up and be the church. There's opportunities at home, right? One of the scariest things that that everyone tells me that is a little bit more seasoned that's had kids is you blink and they're graduated. Don't tell me that. (laughs) Don't tell me that. I'm like, no, I don't want to blink and they're graduated. What do you mean? She'll stay little forever, but she's already tripled in size, Right? (laughs) I know that's probably gonna be true. And so I have this opportunity to raise her up in the Lord. And I know it's going fast. I I wanna be conscious of that opportunity. I wanna take that opportunity. I wanna make the most of that opportunity. Obviously, I'm still gonna be her father when she moves out, but but again, she's under my house now. I have an opportunity to to, to invest in her, to show her what it means to to live a godly life. I I wanna take that opportunity. We have opportunities here at church. Michelin do- talked about grow ministry. It's not always a glamorous ministry, but it's, it is important. I remember when I was just a, a, a little tyke, and this church was actually meeting uh, in, in Parkland. It was a small church, and there was this, this older man. I believe his name, I need to double check that, but I believe his name was Mr. Wall, and he was just a bubbly, loving, God-loving man, And he would do jumping jacks like to start off Grow Ministry. And he was old and he took me out for for ice cream. He kind of brought me in to helping to lead different things. And I had to play the trumpet in front of Grow or in front of uh, Sunday school. And I was, I didn't like it. I was so nervous. But he invested in me, he cared about me. When I was in junior youth, there was godly, I, I remember godly people. I don't always remember what they said, but I remember man, they're cool and they're godly, I wanna be like them. And I wasn't a glamorous person to lead, it wasn't a glamorous ministry leading me, I was nuts, literally. There was one lock-in, I found the sugar cubes in the kitchen and I just started eating. To the point where I was like, I was like, yeah! And they, they held me down at one point because I was a danger to myself and other people. Why are these people teaching me? Why, why did they go through that? They're, I don't know, but they said yes. I mean, they, they chose to invest in me, even though I probably seemed like a lost cause. Like, well, maybe we'll invest in the other people. This guy will just try to make him not hurt the other kids. That's our goal. But they still invested. They still said yes to the call of God upon their life. And I saw that, and I, I believe because of that, it's a reason that I'm here today. We have opportunities to take younger people and disciple them in the Lord, taking them under your wing. And maybe you've made mistakes, that's okay. Remember, the mistakes I've made on that hike will equip me to tell you what to do on that hike. None of us are perfect here, but we all have a calling to be discipled and to disciple, and take that seriously, so that that we can make the most of this limited opportunity. So many people are are insecure about what they have to offer, right? What do I have to give? What are really my my talents? I encourage you, put your talents in the hands of God, right? What if that young boy that day, he had had two fish and five loaves, and there's a crowd of 5,000. He probably could have said, what do I have to give? Right? This is not really gonna make a difference. We're feeding a whole crowd here. But he put it in the hands of God and God used it and multiplied it. And that's what I want with my life. Doesn't matter how many talents God has given you, invest them and make the most of this opportunity because we have a limited amount of days and, and this race that he's marked out for us and I wanna run it with purpose and, and, and care because he put me here for a reason. He put our church here for a reason, amen? I want to fulfill that reason. I want to take that seriously. I I don't want to just play church. Let's be the church in this community, in in, in this building, in our homes. Amen? Let's take that seriously. And the last point today that God is is calling us and how he's calling us to walk is to walk with God. It says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to the, the God, the Father of everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ." if we look at this Christian hike or this Christian walk that we're walking, if we don't do it with the Holy Spirit, we can't do it, right? We can't do it. It, it, It's gonna be like that hike that, that me and Val did in Greece. We weren't properly equipped, and so we could not do it. Honestly, that hike was... It was a train wreck because Val's feet ended up swelling up like balloons later. So, so later, later um, on our vacation, we were literally stuck in our beds. Her feet were balloons. And we were in Rome just eating pizza in our bed. <laughs> we didn't have the equipment. We couldn't do it. We shouldn't have done it. It wasn't going to work. But as believers, we've been equipped. Amen? The Holy Spirit's with us. If we look about... If we look at carefully examining our steps and walking carefully, living this holy life that he's given us, not walking as wise but not as unwise, you need the Holy Spirit to walk that out. It says in Galatians, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. It's not just about, I just need to do what's wise. It is, but it's, it's by walking by. The, you can only do that through walking by the Spirit. The Bible says too, Paul says too, keep in step with the Spirit. It's, it's, we're, we're daily taking him with us and we need that or else we'll, we won't be able to do it. If we look at living a life of, of purpose, you cannot do that without the Holy Spirit and daily walking with him. Acts 10 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. You can't be his witnesses without his power. You can't do what God's calling you to do without his power. If you you live your life trying to make an impact without his power, don't do it. Walk with God. This is the last point. We are to walk carefully and examine our steps. Do that in community. Value wisdom and value the wisdom and advice of other people. We're to walk with purpose because God's put us here for a reason and guess what? We're to walk with God. I don't know where you are on this, this journey today, this hike. Maybe you've lost your way. Maybe you're like me and Val in Alberta and you're, you, you're in this dangerous spot. Maybe you're, you're, your marriage is on, on the brink. Maybe your life is on the brink and, and you're in this dangerous place. Maybe you're trying to, to walk the path but it's just like you lost it. You don't know where you're going, you're confused. It's like, where, what, where am I going? And maybe you're walking uphill, right? Maybe life is hard and, and you're losing perseverance. The answer is to walk with God. Wherever you are, it's to take his hand. The Holy Spirit didn't put us here alone. He promised that he'd never leave us, he'd never forsake us, and he promised to be our helper. You have a helper. He promised to be our our counselor. He promised to empower us. He promised to guide us. So what we need to do is be filled with the Spirit. And it's beautiful because it says in the Bible, just ask. Ask to be filled with the Spirit. No matter where you are today, say, Holy Spirit, fill me. I I want to walk carefully. I, I want to walk with purpose. But God, I need you. God, maybe, maybe you're trapped in sin and you need God to disconvict your heart and, and, and break your cold heart. Ask for the Holy Spirit to come in. Maybe, maybe you feel like giving up and, and you do not can persevere. I love what it says in, in Hebrews that we would run the race marked out for us with perseverance, fixing our eyes on Jesus. That's you today. Lock eyes with Jesus and say, God, I thank you that I don't walk this walk alone. It's with you. Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, empower me. Holy Spirit, use me. Because I know that you've marked this trail for me, but it's hard to walk. And I need your guidance, and I need your empowerment to do it. Amen? Let's just stand and pray. Mm. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I, I and God, I just thank you for the just the purpose that you put us here with. You marked out a trail for me, and if I think of the significance of that fact, that is, it's actually just amazing. God, you have good works that you prepared for me in advance to do. If I think of the significance that the all-powerful, holy God would would allow me to be part of building his kingdom. That significance is amazing. And Jesus, I just pray that you'd you'd open our eyes. We have this opportunity in these evil times to build your kingdom, Lord God. And we don't want to just be Christians that sit on our thumbs. We don't want to be Christians that are content with just ah, I've just got my family and ah, that's good enough. I got enough to pay the bills. I give a little bit. No, God, we're on a mission and we want to walk with purpose, Lord God. So God, ignite our hearts. If our hearts don't care about this purpose or or the, the, the world around us or the people around us, ignite our hearts, Lord God, to do that. Father, we, we want to have our eyes open to just see, whoa, God, you have put me here for a purpose. You have marked a race out for me. Help me to walk with purpose. Help me to walk carefully, not to fall into the traps that the enemy has before me. Help me to learn from those who have gone ahead of me and be humble, God. And I just encourage everyone this morning just to put your hands out in front of you. And God, fill us. Holy Spirit, fill us. We are weak. We are weak, but you're strong, God. God, this isn't about us. If we look at our own talents, but well, it's, it's the, you can multiply the gifts that you've given us. You can go beyond our words, and we want to live a life where that happens, where we actually trust you to do that. We step out in faith so that you, we can see that your Holy Spirit working through us, so God, fill us for those people that are are struggling with this walk to persevere. Can we lock our eyes on you, Jesus? You've gone ahead of us. You walk this race out. Help us to take your hand and walk with you and breathe on us, Holy Spirit. We need your help to examine the steps that we take. We need your help to fulfill the purpose that you put us here for. So fall on us in a real way, Holy Spirit. And may we be poor in spirit and have hearts that continually say, I need the Holy Spirit, I need the Holy Spirit, I need more of the Holy Spirit, I don't have enough, I don't have what it takes, but you do, God, fill me, God. And may we do what it says in this passage, may we sing in community, may we sing from the Spirit in our hearts, May we continually just thank you for everything. May we live in unbroken worship towards you. This journey that we have to walk out with you, God, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that we get you as a helper and a friend. It's amazing that you will never leave us. We're never hiking alone, God. Thank you. Amen. Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey, email prayer at gmchurch.ca. If you'd like to see what's coming up at Gospel Mission Church or learn more about us, visit gmchurch.ca.